Hey there you are! Welcome back, adventurer! It's been a little bit of time. You may be wanting to know what has happened since the last time we've seen our adventurers. Well, don't worry, that's what I'm here for. So, last time we left our adventurers, they had just finished signing the paperwork, well, at least tried to sign the paperwork for the newly acquired home. However, when they did go to try and sign the paperwork, they found that their names had already been signed. In addition to this, there was a little bit of downtime that our adventurers were able to get some much needed relaxation and a break from the adventure. So during that time, Tony was able to come to a little bit of terms with becoming a monkey, uh, something that honestly I would find difficult to grip with as well. <laughs> Nonetheless, after so, the house was evenly distributed amongst the party based upon their own needs. Afterwards, the party set off towards the Tiswarian Institute of the Arcane, a place that they see fit to basically help them with understanding what is going on around them and brush up on some of their magical skills. So our heroes set off to this institution not before getting attacked by a giant cloud that looked kind of like a dragon. After a giant lightning bolt almost took Tony's head off, our adventurers were able to continue on their journey, running into a tiger lily tiger along the way, said to be extremely legendary to the area. After this, they were met with Eleanor Hurst, a local scribe and apparently one of the administrators for the Tiswarian Institute for the Arcane. She then advised them though that she had already met with them a couple of hours before. And that is where we are currently picking back up. And there you go adventurer, you're all caught up. And now, as far as that goes, you may be wondering what happened to Kaisa Stardust after that incident that was going on with the Warforges? Well, don't worry. I'm a good lawyer and I get it all straightened out. Seems like there was just some sort of clause that was misinterpreted by those paladins. You gotta read that fine print, ladies and gentlemen. I tell you, otherwise you're in trouble. All right, that's all for me. Bye, guys. The land of elsewhere, a world of mystery and magic, where nothing is quite as it seems. Formed by the god of creation, Autumn, once long ago. Now most of the gods have turned their back on this land. Magic runs wild, and monsters of unfathomable terror stalk the night. Still, good will find a way to overturn evil. Or at least that's what they say. Only the sands of time will tell. Prepare yourself, adventurer, for once you step outside your home and start your journey, there's no turning back. Now go with God's speed and heal this world before it's too late. Welcome to Elsewhere.
Welcome to Dungeon Tales, a audio-enhanced live-played experience. Join us as we journey through the land of elsewhere and beyond, meeting new friends along the way. I am your host, Kaiser Stardust, and if you're ready for an adventure, then join in to partake of a grand experience. Welcome to Dungeon Tales. We return back to the adventure, and this time, as the camera flies over this magnificent architectural design that is the Tiswarian Institute of the Arcane that some would describe looking like a giant mage's hat in a building format, we are now returning back to the conversation at hand. Eleanor Hurst was just advising the adventurers of the situation. Let's tune back in. Welcome, adventurers, to the Tiswarian Institute for the Arcane. Now, I'm sure that you all have questions before you get settled into your dorms. Yeah, uh, you said that there were doppelgangers? Well, it's just a theory right now. I'm not exactly sure if that is correct or not correct. Um, but if you are experiencing deja vu, we are, after all, in the Wild. It is very possible. But I do remember checking you guys in this morning, so I don't know if something has changed since the last couple of hours. I mean, it is Wait, now. I was thinking that this was like a day ago. Wait, you're saying that us came here a couple hours ago? Today is reflection day, so uh, I'm... Yeah, I don't have a watch. What time is it now, though? That's that's what I'm trying to ask. She, like, looks at, like, a little sundial that you guys are passing, and she says, It's uh, roughly around noontime, uh, which would probably explain why most of the faculty is on lunch break. So, yes. Um, so, four hours ago? Uh, roughly, give or take, yes. Probably three, maybe. I'm, I'm not good with numbers, sorry. About, about three, yes. That would be about three hours in some change. Well, no, does some change, obviously. <laughs> Can I just, like, point to us? Uh, she, uh, she says, uh, yes, indeed. And she kind of looks, like, pensively off into the distance. Uh, let me describe the distance for you. Um, so... Well, hey, as she's doing all this, Sans has been slowly dismembering himself. And put him himself into other people's bags and stuff. Okay. That whole thing. And like he puts his head on top of Vichy's. So Vichy now has like a skull helmet. I'm fairly certain I am invisible on. He's invisible, but I know he's there. And so I'm having a little trouble finding. You know, come on, come on, come on, Vichy, come on. <laughs> and then eventually get the head on. So, I oh. just have a floating you skull. Have a floating skull in yeah, head. You now have a floating skull, but like riding you. Even though I know I can feel that Vichy's on there, I'm just gonna be like, alright, I could use that to my advantage, I guess. Um, alright, so. <sighs> as you guys are crossing this bridge, let me kind of describe a little bit of things here. Um, so, when you first uh, approach this, this 
uh, massive structure, which is the Tiswarian Institute. Uh, you do have to cross this relatively huge land bridge. Um, and as you guys are walking along, you occasionally see merchants or people fishing alongside the bridge. Uh, the ocean water, for the most, uh, is this lovely uh, blue that reflects the sky. And the river goes about 15 miles out before curving around the opposite side of the castle. Uh, you guys can, for the most part, tell that the castle is built upon a man-made island in the middle of this huge river channel. And then it also forks off into the main channel leading out to the ocean. Uh, and you can kind of like, as you look at this, it just kind of goes, the, it lo almost looks like the ocean just kind of goes off to the face of the earth. Um, it, it just goes so far out. Um, as you make your way to the castle gates, uh, you do uh, meet up with some more guards. And uh, the guards kind of look um, quickly at uh, Eleanor, and she nods, and you guys proceed into the main gates. As we walk past the guards, Tony's gonna like look at them, like do that weird like anime thing where he sticks his tongue out and then like pulls the bottom of one of his eyes at one of the guards. I do declare that is just absolutely rude. As all the um, I just turn around without looking at him. I just say, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but outside of that, uh, you make your way into uh, into the inner wall of the castle gates. Um, from this point, you can really do you really do actually get a feel for how massive this uh, this castle is. Um, when you're really far away from it, it doesn't seem like that big. But when you're on top of it, it basically, uh, like right next to it, it is basically the quality of looking up at almost a skyscraper. It is a relatively huge building. Um, and uh, occasionally you do see like some flying creatures going around the top of the, um, of the castle. And you do occasionally also see some humanoids, which looks like they are possibly flying on brooms. Um, they also are going around the tops of the castle as well every now and then darting in and darting out of different castle uh, entrances and exits. Um, outside of that, you guys um, come to the main castle uh, door, uh, which leads to the foyer, and Eleanor turns to you and she says, uh, well, in the meantime, uh, currently our classes are on hold right now uh, due to the semester changes. However, uh, I do urge you to go in through this four-year door, and she points to the main door, and she says, um, in there, our academics advisor will be able to get you uh, set up for everything, and you will be free to enroll to our school. Uh, and she chuckles, and she says, if you haven't already, that is. <laughs> Yeah. I just like like Tony just looks puzzled like what does she mean by that for a second then he just like he just eyes glow up and then he just face palms like oh yeah but I'm just gonna say that he just laughed immediately as she said that because he immediately understood what she meant she gives you like a knowing wink like you are in on the joke like you get it <laughs> <laughs> but other than that she... uh, hey I, I don't I don't get it guys what, what's so funny Come on, let's stand in on the joke. Come on. Uh, Do you hear that voice coming from somewhere? Oh, it, it's my conscience, and I point to the skull above my head. I will never understand the strange 
ways of fashion with your guys' people. In any case, please make yourselves at home. And she opens the door to this huge castle and motions for you in. Hey guys, it's Kaiser here with a quick word from our sponsor. Don't worry, I'll make this quick. Now, some of you out there might be listening to our podcast and be like me not too long ago, wanting to create a meaningful podcast but having no idea where to start creating one. Well, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. Number one, it's free. That's right, unlimited podcast hosting for everyone. 100% free all the time. They believe in removing all the headache involved in hosting a podcast so you can get back to what you love, creating your content and getting it heard. Now, there's even creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. The best part is Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more places. Lastly, you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So, if you're ready to take your dream to the next level, go ahead and download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, that's all from me, guys. Back to the show. Hey, Alex, uh, what did you want here again? I forget. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's a great question, uh, Tony. I was wanting to be able to, well, brush up on my magic. I, I, I'm sorry, I mean, to, to be quite frank, I, I really suck at it, and I, I want to get better to be able to help you guys out. So that's kind of what I was excited about. I don't know what you guys wanted to do here, but it's up to you. Hey, uh... Eleanor, yeah? Eleanor, yes. Big L, gotcha. Um, it's actually an E, but okay. An L is just an E, <laughs> just missing two lines. But to the point, uh, do you have any like people that could try to get others out of a uh, pact with some sort of otherworldly creature or something? Hmm. I, well, you know, I do believe that we do. I think that we have... She, like, scratches her chin for a second. Yes. Yes, I'm sorry. I don't know why I was thinking about... Yes, we are a mage's college. Yes, we, we have that. Um, if you go in and speak with the academics advisor, they will probably be able to point you in the right direction for that. Um, we have several different mages who specialize in pact um, contracts and such. So, I give her fingers and I just say... Coolio, I sort of got my spark back into music and would rather do that than <clears throat> you could probably figure out the rest. She pulls out a Chiro and starts munching on it. I'm I'm so sorry. I was it's it's my lunch break. I she's like shoving in her face. But yes, yes, please continue. I just pull out like a whole chicken leg that I still have from the My word! So barbaric. It's such an interesting lunch choice. But I'm into it. It's cooked. Do you want a piece? Um, and I just, like, rip off a chunk of meat, like, with my bare hand. I'm good. I, I have to watch the carbs. 
I can only have this carb, and she points to the churro. DM note here, yes, I'm aware meat has no carbs, but that's the joke, or is it? Perhaps I made meat have carbs in this world and fucked up all the diets of the modern world. You'll never know. <laughs> Fair point, more for me. And I just shoved the piece of the whole like meat that I pulled off into Tony's mouth. She, uh, at this point, she uncomfortably, she's like, well, I do have to be going. Uh, good, good day to you. And she walks off. Yeah, uh, hold on, uh, yes? administration's this way. Yes. I just point to a random church. No. No, no, this way. And she points through the main entrance of the door. Oh, okay. And I just walk away without saying bye or anything. Okay, great. I'll say bye to her from atop his head, invisibly. Oh, great. Floating voices. In his voice. In his voice. Because I can mimic him. I knew I shouldn't have skipped those extra calories. I'm starting to hallucinate again. She says as she walks off into the distance. All right, so without further ado, um, you enter into the main foyer of the college. For the most part, most of you notice the first thing, which is the floor seems to be liquid in nature. Um, However, it does not seem to hinder your movement and instead reflects back at you almost like a mirror. The next thing that Again, most of you, except Sans, apparently, notice is that all of the lights in this area are coming from two locations. The first is beautifully ornate stained glass windows. It ranges from exotic trees bearing beautiful fruit to legendary beasts or even mysterious hooded figures casting spells that seem to glow on the walls. However, the second location of this light comes from the ceiling where chandeliers hang and have honeycomb style uh, architecture. Darting in and out of these are fist, these little fist sized holes are small little fairies that glow multitudes of different colors, cascading the light on the walls into a rainbow of prismatic color. And another thing that you notice is that most of the walls within this room are covered with plant-like foliage. It ranges from huge toadstools to exotic plants that almost wave as you go by. Your nose is overwhelmed with the scents sweet like honey, herbal like fresh brewed tea, and even, strangest of all, savory like someone cooked a steak dinner and laid it before you. Nestled among all of this, sitting on a rocking chair at a desk is an old woman with many different elf-like features and hair that sparkles like the cosmos. She stops writing in her moleskin book and she has next to her and peers through reading glasses at you quizzically. Can I help you? Can you? Well, I suppose. I mean, you are in the foyer after all. Are we? Yes. <laughs> How sure are you of that? Yeah, I need like a 1 to 59. I'm assuming you're here for the... And she, like, looks off into the distance for a second. Oh, sorry. I'm assuming you're here for the classes, correct? I mean, yeah, but that sounds like a dedication. Uh, she, uh, nods (laughs) and reaches under the desk and hands you a pamphlet. Um... 
this pamphlet is uh, very decorative, like the art department went way out of their way to over-decorate this. Uh, and it uh, has, uh, basically on the front page of it, it says, The Tizarian Institute of the Arcane and You. Does anyone decide to read this? Tony will. <laughs> Okay, as you're reading it, she continues. She says, uh, Currently, our classes are closed for the semester, but I do recommend speaking with our guidance counselor so that they can get you enrolled. And as you guys are taking... But the wizard lady just said for us to tell, talk to you. Why are you going to send us to a counselor now? Like, come on. I, I suggest you read the pamphlet. Uh, and she uh, motions for you to read it. So... Tony, uh, just grumble and open up the pamphlet. Uh, fucking pamphlet of it. Oh, come on, they put abstract and not abstract art. I don't even know what type of art this is. Well, this yeah, is horrible. It's, it's all like mean? 3D. It's all 3D and like pops off the page at you. Hey, look, someone drew a dick. So on this <laughs> uh, pamphlet, uh, it says the tutorial. It says, draws a dick. <laughs> Yeah. I smack Sans' hand back into my bag. Say, stop, Sans. I did. I I did need that back. Uh, but you know, you know. Never mind. You can keep it. Uh, it, it it's half drawn. You can have it back. It's fine. It's half drawn. <laughs> Dear God. All right. As you read this, um, it does say that the Tiswarian of the Institute is one of the oldest and longest standing institutes. We believe that magic and knowledge are among the most important things to balance responsibility creatively and with great caution. We have many different classes and many different studies and break our courses into several different fast tracks. Please seek your guidance counselor to figure out what class track is best for you. And um, it does go into like a list of them, but it's such small print you can't read that part. And she. Uh, yeah, do you have a magnifying glass, woman? I. <laughs> I, I don't. But uh, now that you have been able to look at our very informative brochure. Where's the guidance counselor? Yes, I was. I was gonna get to that. She is Just this. Point. Where's the guidance counselor? She points behind you through the only other Where's door. Where's the guidance counselor? In the room. Where's the guidance counselor? Wait, isn't that the door that we just came through? No, that's... No, that would mean that you would turn around and go back the other way. No, it's this way. smack Sans head off. Yeah, at this point, I'm just, like, we're just purposely trying to get on her nerves. <laughs> this is... Tony's actually trying to get somewhere and it just smacks Sans head off of Species head. <gasps> Okay. Wow. Uh, Going and decapitating our friend, eh? Sans, you are fine, but you are now, like, you have rolled off of your body. Uh, well, like, off of Vichy's head, and you're now on the ground. Uh, and now you kind of, like, are rolling over to, like, one of the, like, toadstools. And the toadstool actually seems to come alive. And, like, it, like, actually looks like the, the toadstool splits in half, and there's, like, a mouth there. Almost like it's, like, basically, like, yes, please feed me your head. Alex sees this, he's like, oh, that's that's not good. And he like really quickly like goes over and like grabs your head. <laughs> I, I do recommend you be careful with that when he gets a little hungry when he hasn't been fed. Um, but as well, I was I saying, fed him. I would recommend you uh, head over to this location <laughs> and uh, the guidance counselor will be in the, the room right past this one. 
Well, on my way out, I'm just gonna like pet the uh, like fungus. It actually makes some yelling noises and starts purring. I'm an idiot. My mic is muted. <laughs> oh, there you are. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to uh, turn around and just like threaten everyone, basically saying I'm this fucking close to smacking all of you, except for you, Alex. You're pretty chill. Oh, and then I just start running. She's like, well, live on me. Wait, oh, yeah, I forgot. You're chill, too. And I will just over here making friends with the pet, with the plants. Alexander actually, like, walks over uh, to you, Tony, and, like, uh, you know, if, you're, if your arms are tired, I can carry Vichy if, if you want me to. No, I'm good. Uh, okay, just, just a second. All right. And he uh, yeah. hurries ahead. Um, okay, so you guys make your way through the next door. And you are now in the main room. I want everyone to give me a another perception check. This is an active perception check. 11 for Vichy. Okay. 16 for Tony. Nice. Perfect. 16 for Sands. Wonderful. 18. Oh, even Alex solves this. Okay, wonderful. All right, so as you enter this room, the first sight you see is one to behold. Kneeling there, massive claws dug into the ground, muscles rippling, and arms outstretched like someone was throwing him a huge ball, is a massive dragon. Standing at 180 feet in length, with a tail around the same length as his body, the beast seems to tower above you and make you reflect on just how small and insignificant you really are in comparison. Their scales are platinum and reflect every color in the space, while their icy blue eyes seem to pierce through every mouse hole in the room. If this was not enough to make you fall to your knees, the object trapped in his grasp is. The main source of light coming from, a, from this room is from a spherical ball with a width of around 100 feet, almost encapsulating the chest and torso of this dragon. The ball of light moves slow, super slowly, if you watch it for long enough, it'll change from golden hues to orange with flashes of red and purple, and sometimes even green. As you walk further into the room, this whole scene seems to be frozen in time. But at the same time, the creature and the giant orm seem to be alive in some way. The longer that you stare at it, the more you can swear you can see small little things moving. Below this unnatural statue is a plaque with an inscription in common. Does anyone read it? Well, first, Sans shits himself, and then remembers he doesn't have internal organs, and then just chuckles and says, if I had organs, I would just shit myself. Tony, I look up and, and make the thing, and just, like, scoff at Sans's comment, just like, Ugh, Sans, you really don't want that. Okay. Um, and I'm just looking at the dragon like, can I pet it? I mean, it is it is towering above you. I'm sure you could put your hand on like two centimeters of its claw. You forgot about the shoes you gave me. Climbing isn't a problem for me. I suppose you could. It's it's 180 feet into the air. I, I would prefer him not to. And once I would notice him doing that, unless he makes a stealth check, I'm pretty sure I would notice. Um, I oh, would my try to go over. At all about this. <laughs> I, I would probably grab him as he puts a foot on the 
on the, the dragon. Okay. Um, as you uh, grab your other party member from climbing up on top of this, uh, you read the plaque that is underneath of this dragon. As I'm just holding him, I'm just like, no, I'm just reading the plaque. And uh, the draggy. <laughs> plaque first. Um, and I, are you wanting to read this out loud or just in your head? Uh, well, since I'm focused on, like, talking to him and stopping him, I'll read it in my head and then read it out loud to everyone else or summarize it. Okay. The, the plaque says this. One of the most compassionate beings this planet has ever known, willing to make the sacrifice to stop a spell that would have destroyed our world, forever frozen in time, the god of justice, and a model example of what we strive to be. May we never forget the sacrifice made by the Lord of the North Wind. Everyone give me a history check or religion check. I was just going to summarize it to everyone and say, all right, uh, don't step on it because they said it's like a god or is a god. History or what? Uh, if if anyone, yeah, you can give me either a history or a religion check in anyone who... 12 on... 13 religion. Okay, Vichy, did you want to give a roll on this? Yeah, and I know gods, and I rolled a natural 20. So that's a 24. Oh. Wow. God. Okay. I got a 10, so... You don't know anything, um, Smokey, uh, but uh, for those of you who... What rolled, did Alex get? Uh, Alex, that is a great question. I'm actually not looking at... Oh, yeah, he got a five. It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> All right, good. I just wanted to make sure Alex might have known something that we... He know. has, like... Alex has, like, fallen to his knees in, like, sheer terror, and he's just, like, looking up at this thing. Um, that's what's going off, Alex. Um, for Okay, so for anyone who did not roll a nat 20, um, here's what I'm going to say. You've heard stories... Of the Lord of the North Wind, you do know that it is a dragon, but you can't quite place your finger on, like, where you've heard this information. However, Vichy, you know the Lord of the North Wind by another name, Bahamut. And you know of the story of this because your deity has advised you of it. And you know that this dragon is basically the god of justice and of most other dragons and he basically there was a war at a long time ago in the Feywild and a magic user cast a world ending spell and he stopped time around him and the spell to basically stop it from destroying the rest of this entire realm that is do that I do I recognize the spell give me a arc Kena check at disadvantage. Oh, I can cast Detect Magic at will. Can I just do that then? Since I, I do know what the spell. Um, you can, yeah, it, I mean. It would tell me what school of magic it's from. If any. 20. I got a 20. On disadvantage? Yeah. Okay, uh, so Sans, you rolled a, a 20 on disadvantage. And what else did... Uh, uh, did uh, you? What'd you roll, Tony? Somebody else was wanting to roll. I I just wanted to cast detect magic just to see what school of magic it it is, if there is any. Okay. As you cast this spell, you know that it is an evocation spell, um, but 
something something is tainted about it. There is a school or some form of archaic magic that is imbued into this spell. Um, and you can tell that there this is a combination of at least five different spells combined into one. Oh, so more than one caster, possibly, or one very powerful oh, caster. Basically. Sans, however, um, yeah. you know all of this information. Here's what I'll say. While you don't know this necessary spell because this spell is so archaic that it would be lost to most of the times of writing magic, there is a similar spell that comes to mind. Um, from your past, and as, as you kind of focus on the swirling oranges and yellows that this radiance is giving off, you're reminded of a similar magic user that has casted something similar. Um, and you're reminded of all of the swirling winds and the, the raging clouds and people turning into amethyst. And it gives you flashbacks to that moment in your past. Yeah, and Sans, Sans starts screaming, stop it, in a voice that none of them quite recognize. And he, his head just basically starts shaking uncontrollably. Is it a different language as well, or is it just in common? You do have another language. That is up to you, though, Sans. I will not mitigate that. Um, yeah, yeah. It, I, I, I'm in a language that none of them quite understand or know, perhaps. Um, well, what is it? Yeah, we sort of need to know what language it is to say whether or not we actually know it. I, I can guarantee you that none of you will know this language. Uh, to you, it's almost like he is speaking in an otherworldly tongue. You can pick certain bits and phrases out of it, but most of it is completely incomprehensible to you. Uh, and my character still wanting to just climb the big dragon. How long Having is no he going to do this? no clue about any of this that's going on. Uh, Alex kind of walks over to Sans. He's like, "Oh shit, man! I, look, I, I know it's a crazy thing going on, but uh, it's just a it's just a statue, right? <laughs> uh, it, I'm sure it's fine." Greetings, adventurer! Thank you so much for listening to our latest episode. We appreciate your patience as we work to get this out to you, and apologize for the delays. As they say, life has many roads, and ours has been exceptionally bumpy. A small announcement for future episodes like this one. We will be breaking down our episodes into 30-minute increments. This way, we can manage them easier and allow for us to get them out to you faster. Full episodes will be on our Patreon for the time being. If you're interested in supporting the show, we can use all the help we can get over at patreon.com forward slash Dungeon Tales. Lastly, you may notice that our episodes sound a little bit different. This is all thanks to Red Create, our new editor. We want to thank you so much for making this show shine and just being such a creative and amazing individual. Thank you so much, Red, for all of your help onto this project and hopefully many more. You can follow them on twitch.tv redcreate71 or redcreate71 on Twitter. Thank you so much, Red, for all your assistance. Once again, thank you all for letting this dream be possible. 
We look forward to seeing you very soon on the next episode. And as always, safe travels and fair winds.